That's it. Welcome back to the Karate Combat Show, our first official episode. Uh, we've got a special guest, Maddie Stevens, all the way from Adelaide. How are you, Maddie? Ross, how are you guys? Shane hates all us. Actually, don't mind. Um, um, yeah, so Maddie, the package Stevens, uh, has been doing karate. Uh, I used to compete same time as him back in the day and then he went to uh some taekwondo had some success there uh chain pivoted to kickboxing uh, muay thai had a lot of success there actually maddie that's how um i've seen a couple of your fights kickboxing ones really uh against some great fighters and uh really good job so i was really impressed um and then most recently uh karate combat season four uh the first australian to compete at karate combat and um Thankfully, you won, so that was that was good. Um, yeah, so pressure was on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so so far, one from one. Um, how how was it? What what was uh, your impression about how the whole the whole fight thing? Yeah, well, look. First, thanks for having me on. It's 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 a pleasure to be your first guest. Um, in terms of karate combat, the one thing that really struck me was that how professional. The organization was um it's a, it was only sort of three or four years old like it's it's relatively new in its infancy yeah um you know these organizations that have been around for a long time have have a lot of history and you know they learn from their mistakes the the, the promotions tend to get better every time but i was just struck at how you know the, the even in its sort of fourth year karate comp and, and it had started just prior to COVID as well. So you'd have to, you know, yeah. remember that there was all that shut down in that time. Like things were, things were dancing around. So I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised at how well everything run, how, um, how much money they sunk into the show. Like it was in the universal studios back lot. There was this huge led wall. Like it was, they definitely didn't cut corners. So. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. I mean, they're, yeah. they're backdrops. The yeah, most awesome, yeah. I was just telling you, talking about the Okinawa one that I was watching, uh, like, the, that looks sick as well. Like, all, all of the yeah. ones that do, they've got... Just it's well thought out. Like, it's not it's not yeah. natural, you know, and you can t you can tell with the production values and how much money they spend just on the on the production. It's not just a couple, couple of mm. video cameras. It's, like, proper graphics. Like, what... No, what what I was interested in is uh, obviously because when we're doing karate, it's just on mats and you've done a lot of Muay Thai fights, but that's a ring. Um, mm. And myself, I'm doing MMA now and the cage, you know, it's different to fight in the cage. You've got to use the cage to get up. And, and, and yeah. so, you know, obviously you hadn't trained in a pit. I'm guessing mm -hmm. you didn't make your own home pit. Um, no. So what was it like in the pit and uh, was there stuff that you learnt after the fight that you wish maybe you could have used it a bit differently or to tell us what it's like in the pit, really? The pit, uh, so we, on the, I think I fought Saturday night, we went there on the Friday night, they took us there and we got to kind of go in the pit and have a feel around and see how it was. And my first impression of the pit was that it was a lot deeper than I kind of was expecting and it really kind of makes you feel like, you're you're in this kind of sunken pit because you you know the walls whereas in a cage you know you can kind of still see around although it does feel enclosed uh this this there's no transparency you know it's just you kind of you feel locked in what i was what i found though was that the walls were a little bit steeper than i was expecting i think they were slightly maybe steeper than 45 degrees oh, okay oh right okay 
Um, and the mats that they'd used were, I was expecting them to be a bit softer, a bit more like BJJ mats, but they weren't. They were very, very firm, not quite as sort of a bit firmer than kind of a, a, a boxing ring. Yeah, so there wasn't as really? much give there. Oh. Yeah, it, it was really strange. I felt like, like you know, if you got if you got taken down and dumped on your head, then you'd be in a bit of trouble. And I think actually, well, the floors and the walls, the, yeah, the, the yeah, same. Yeah, right. Okay. The walls are a little bit softer, but there's not a lot of give in there, you know. And yeah, so the the other thing as well was that. Uh, I, I thought to myself, like when I was warming up, like I could definitely use the edge here a little bit and kind of bounce off it, but that didn't end up eventuating in the fight. But I definitely think that if it's if you know uh, um, something that I do again, that that's what I'll definitely look to exploit because you're right. There's not many opportunities to train in a pit, mm. and you know you, if you can find any advantage possible by using the pit uh using the pit or using like, like you would use a cage mm -hmm. then because in in kickboxing you do use the ring yeah, uh, the, like the, the ropes you know to, to 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 avoid whereas you know back in the old karate days there was nothing it was just yeah, a yeah, you step out, you're, you're out yeah because okay. i because i'm thinking like obviously with the pit it does push you back towards your opponent but at the same time you're getting that little bit of height advantage you know? Yes, yeah, so, oh, and 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 it's the right there. kind of angle that you can step up a little bit, and yeah. you, you can get that hard advantage. Yeah. Whereas it's not it's not too steep that you can't push off it, and it's not shallow enough. And and also you, yeah. you get that extra extra pushback as well as they're coming forward. So you, yeah, you, you can you can get out of the range a little bit earlier, a bit better. Yeah, you fall over, you fall over. It's not like you're you're going out. Well, the issue with that is that you're not technically grounded if you're if your back's on the pit wall. Yeah. So you can still get kicked in the head or need need now in the head. Um. So and then obviously if you are you do have your back on the pit, you kind of have to then get your hand to sprawl. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. So you're in a bit of a little bit of danger. So you got to try and balance you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to balance that. But you're definitely right. It, it is it is an advantage. So just with that knee, you're talking about the knee. So when you did your fight. They, did they bring in the knee rule already? No, there was no knees. Right, was there was no up. knees. Yeah. And so, and that was that was, you anyway, right, for the Muay Thai. Mate, I, I love knees, love knees to the head, especially in that kind of clinch where yeah. what was happening to me in my fight was the guy was – I'd have his head locked on and he'd be pummeling to the body like this, which is where I'd normally do a, a yeah. jumping double knee right under the chin. Yeah. And I had to, I had to kind of fight that. Uh, you know, kind of yeah. instinct to do it, yeah. And so after a while, I just started throwing hooks in the clinch, which yeah. which worked. But you know, in so in so here's the thing: in Muay Thai or kickboxing, that's a big no-no. If someone grabs you by the head, you don't drop your hands and and pummel because you get knee to the face, right? Um, and also in Muay Thai, that sort of pummeling doesn't score at all. Like it's just it's just a useless thing. Mm. But I watch back the karate combat commentary and they were talking that up like it was this kind of you know really um well, i mean it's free it's free important hits. technique yeah I mean, it is exactly right it's, it's you're scoring it's free like, hits and i so, guess i guess like we were talking about uh off camera before about how rule rule sets make fights um you know if if, if you can't need to the head then you know you can't need to the head so uh you're going to use that 
Um, but yeah. if, if you can, then obviously the rules have changed. Yeah, and, and so um, that's the thing now is that you, you can knee to the head, you can knee to the face, you can knee to the body as well. So that changes that pummeling in the clinch. It also changes people shooting. You yeah, can't yeah. shoot. Whereas before you, know, you could shoot yeah. and take down. If you go to shoot and someone's waiting for you and just knee, like, yeah, yeah. you're in big trouble. Yeah, so, definitely. Well, that's uh, kind of like, because I'm doing, uh, you know, a bit of uh, cross training for my MMA and, uh, you know, with the wrestling, you know, they have their head really low, their hips are back because all they're caring about is their hips being back. But, yeah. but our gym yeah. is like saying, look, while he was a traditional wrestler, um, you know, we're doing wrestling for MMA, so you've got to have your head a bit more because you can get knee to the head. So it's yeah. um, you've got to adapt to the to the rule set. So I think, yeah. uh, you know, at, at the time when you fought, when there's no knees, all you can do is punch and obviously take down. You could, you could do a throw yeah. from that distance. Yeah. Um, but I think adding the knees is going to add an extra element to the fights in karate combat. Um, going there's, there's, no, there's no question, I think, adding, adding knees... Uh, yeah, you saw in the last uh, karate combat with Bruno, the um, yep. Brazilian guy, he was throwing knees to the head. Like it's, yeah, yeah, you know, anyone like me, Gabriel Varga, uh, Ross Levine, these guys that have mm. kickboxing backgrounds mm. who throw knees all the time. It's, you know, yeah. It's a, and, and the next thing that I think that they'll add is low kicks as well because traditionally in karate you can't kick between the hip and the knee. Um, but you know, I think I think you can That's throw car moment. kicks, so yes. it's kind of like you know, but might as well throw low kicks. If they do that, where what will what's the difference between karate combat and Muay Thai? Well, I I yeah. don't know. See, that's this is the thing that they have to work out. Right, yeah, think, the throws. Uh, yeah, and the yeah the throws, the hip throws. Uh, so Muay Thai, you can't you can't hip throw. You can sweep, yeah. but it has to be like a a, a foot sweep. You can't, you you can't throw. And you can't hook behind the knee and throw over your hip or anything yeah. like that. But then once you swept them, you let In them... tie boxing, yeah. tie boxing and kickboxing, there's no uh, ground and pound. So, yeah. Whereas, whereas you've got, I mean, you can't, you can't mount them, but you can still five seconds. If they're yeah. not, you can knock them out. You can, you can yeah. take it down and knock them out, especially, if, especially if as you, as you're throwing them, they're still kind of break falling or something. Mm. Um, yeah. do, you, do you think the, the distance will change? Cause at the moment, the different, Difference in the distance between uh, Muay Thai and Karate Combat um, is because there's no knees. Yeah. So do you think, I think adding the knees will bring them in a little closer? I don't know. I think you're talking about guys who have traditionally fought in Karate the WKF right who like to fight at longer distances. Like, I, I'm the same. I like to fight at longer distances because it's all I've ever done with karate and taekwondo is fight at that distance. I, yeah. And then I went to glory and I fought there. And one thing that really struck me was how comfortable everyone is kickboxers in that kind of the in pocket. The pocket and how, yeah. how uncomfortable I was. Yeah. Well, you've got all the throws behind you, Leon. I was never, I was never much of a, a throw takedown kind of guy. I was always, always a striker. Mm. So I had to, you know, I spent a lot of time post that, sort of 2019-2020 time coincided with COVID then the shutdown so I could spend time working on that but I spent a lot of time focusing on boxing in the pocket just to be comfortable at having stuff come back at you and, and moving out the way without pulling the head back and that's one of the things I think in some of the earlier karate combat fights you see a lot of the guys yeah well they went they didn't, the way. they didn't they didn't at the start they didn't allow hooks 
um, yeah, for the yeah. like yeah. season or two. So that yeah. really changed uh, changed the way people fought. Obviously, yeah, those overhead balls and yeah, yeah. just round round punches, I guess. Um, well, so were you training with with the idea of fighting fighting Cody Combat? Well, I'd always seen that, you know, and and I always I identify as a karate car. Like uh, it it was my formative years in martial arts was karate. Mm. Um, and I'd always kind of paid attention to it in the background. And I had a lot of people say to me, you know, over the years, oh, you should do karate combat because the guys in, in, in kickboxing and Muay Thai, they don't, if you if you come from a karate background, like you watch me fight as a kickboxer, I look like a kickboxer, but I definitely don't look like a kickboxer at the yes. same time. I look yeah. like I've done something else. You can tell. So people yeah. would always say to me, oh, you, There's a different you should do karate combat. Mm. Yeah, it's just the way that you you control the distance a lot better. Um, like the same I, thing, like, but it's different flavor. You just move a bit, a bit differently. Yeah. 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 Well, um, like I said, you know, when I started kickboxing in Muay Thai, I I was pretty much <laughs> if I was punching, you could tell I, I'd either I'd either punch or I'd kick because if I was punching, my hands would be up, and if I was kicking, my hands would be down from like yeah. the taekwondo kind of thing. Yeah. And you could tell what I was doing because of it. So I had to learn a lot of things like different ways to kind of disguise it. And now my style's kind of blended into like this kickboxing, Muay Thai, karate, taekwondo kind of hybrid mm. that's become very effective because the guys that I fight don't necessarily have that well, experience. More in, 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 yeah. individual, in individual things. You look at when uh, Lula Machida got into UFC, nobody could nobody could fight him because of the distance was different, the kicks were different. They had a time that style yeah like in in karate we do so much anticipating as a person comes you know yeah. there's not well that's much. a great that's a great point I, one thing that i've really really learned in the last maybe five or so years with kickboxing and muay thai is that <clears throat> being a counter fighter or being an aggressive fighter is okay but you win fights with mm. that anticipation timing you know if someone comes in and you hit them with two or three shots on the way in and then move and reset and just do that over and over again they don't know how to read it. They're just not yeah. used to it. Yeah, um, and that's where I've had a lot of success is, yeah. is literally just doing that, hitting people on the way in and then moving. And you yeah. just frustrate them, you know? Yeah. And then they do something silly and then bang. It's all and like... then they start charging, you know? Then they yeah. start running that's at you, trying to throw overhands. Yeah. And it's just that's when they open up. So. Right. And, and then it's our, it's our straight punches in karate when they start doing those big swings. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, just back to what we were talking about before, uh, you were saying, so a lot of those guys were telling you, oh, you should do a karate combat fight. Um, yep. obviously those are your roots. Um, how did, how did that then pan out? Like, you know, the well, so what, selection yeah, so I, that, did you call them? No. So yeah, there's, there's scouts. Karate combat have a number of scouts that, that, um, identify talents or whatever. And I was, um, got in contact. I can't remember how I got in contact with uh, a guy called Andre, Andres Vass who did a bit of work with the AKF um, a while back, probably going back 10 years now. So we ended up just having a chat and he knew all some, all of the same people that I knew from, you know, my time. So we really, you know, had this fruitful discussion and he was like, look, you know, we'd be really interested, you know, if, if you wanted to to fight Freddy Combat. And he was like, yeah, totally. Like, you know, let's tear it up. The first offer to fight I had was uh, at the start of, this year, um, they called me up like in January um, and said, basically, look, can you get to Budapest in two weeks? We're, we're going to do this. <laughs> show. And I was like, oh, look, I was like, it just 
just come off Christmas. It was my son's birthday in a couple of days. I was like, look, probably probably not happening right now. But if anything else comes up, please let me know. And, and if there's more time, I'll definitely do it. And then they con- uh, Andres got back in touch with me about April after I'd just gone to Melbourne and had a kickboxing fight. And he said, look, we're having a show in June. Um, sometime in June, we really want you to, you know, fight on yeah. it if you can. It's going to be a live show. We're moving away from the pre-recorded show model. We're going to go into this kind of live format. Um, and, you know, I, would you be keen? And I was like, yep. So everything sort of aligned for that. And then, but yeah, there's, there's go, to answer your question, there's talent scouts that identify uh talents in various regions that have their ear to the ground and Andres was a guy that has his ear to the ground in kind of this this region that we're in yeah there's another guy called Thomas Greer who who I also spoke with briefly as well but he's more he's more I think in the American talent pool but yeah they they have people that look around and identify now in the day of social media you can quickly identify guys with karate background or girls with karate background that are that are you know climbing their way up the rankings and and to be honest with you in the last sort of year or so karate combat have signed some really 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 big talents you know guys like gabriel varga who is a a legend in the kickboxing um world like glory champion bellator champion you know and these are big big promotions um and he's i think he's 37 now so he's kind of gone away from his you know that level and gone into into karate combat to try something different for a few years so yeah um yeah i mean the, exploring go the, the, yeah sorry a lot of uh a lot of interest i know wonder boys even talking about um yeah uh you know I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of wonder boy and um i try and emulate his style a little bit and yeah uh, well yeah like he was commentating your fight and so i was like oh and now he's talking about oh maybe i think once his contract he'll do up, it the ufc yeah, he'll he'll do it. Perfect for him. yeah i'm sure it, he's already training for it yeah, and he'll do well in it as well. That was yeah. my my question for you is, um, obviously you've done karate for a long time when you're younger, but then you know you had your you're doing taekwondo and and kickboxing. Um, when you knew that the fight was happening in you know June July, you told him what April. What kind of uh things did you do training wise to kind of uh prepare yourself say for you know, you know, the different rule set where you can you can actually take that leg and throw, you know, the body kick and those kind of, you know, throws and stuff that are a bit different. Um, was yeah. there anything you did? Yeah, so let me give you a bit of background. The first, uh, so I was told in sort of April, May that I'm, you know, potentially fighting. Then we set a date, found out where it was going to be. Then they told me about maybe six or eight weeks before that I, I had a matchup. It was all agreed. I was meant to fight this guy called uh, Lazar Kulicic, who's from Macedonia, I think. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Maybe Montenegro. Sorry, Lazar, if you're listening. Um, but there was an issue with his visa getting processed. So no, is that what happened? Because I know they changed your fight at the last minute. Yeah. I didn't know why. Well, so and then and then so I had this lined up with Lazar, and then about four weeks before, it looked like he wasn't going to get a visa for whatever reason. So they tried to find me another opponent. It took them a couple of weeks. They eventually found this guy from Florida, a local, uh, and then he agreed to the fight. And then two days later, he got COVID. This is about a week and a half before the fight was supposed to be on. Mind you, in, the, in this time, like my family and my dad, my sister, my fiance, my son, my mum, we'd all book flights for us to go over well, book flights yeah. because I wanted I wanted my dad to be there as well because you know he yeah. used to come to all my taekwondo karate comps and 
you know, it, it was just like, it was a nice little, Time. but anyway, so it got to the point where the Saturday, so the flight, I was meant to fly out on the Monday about five days before, and it got to the Saturday morning and they finally found uh, a third opponent for me and we agreed and locked it in and so everything was good. But, you know, so with that context in mind, I started training for to fight this Lazar who um, was, I think he's had a couple of MMA fights, but very heavy on the throws, on the hip throws. Like the, 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 the You can't double leg takedown, but people still do it. He did it anyway. He's got the video of him taking the guy and climbing up the pit wall. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but I can mm. send you that video. Okay. He does this like really cool takedown where he steps off the pit wall and uses it to his advantage. So I spent a lot of time with our, our kickboxing gym has a, a jiu-jitsu arm or an MMA arm as well. So I spent a lot of time training three nights a week with this a guy called Mark O'Callaghan and a couple of the boys, the MMA boys. And and Lazar was actually a southpaw as well. And these two boys are about 68 kilos. They're both southpaws and they're both really good at takedown. So I spent a lot of time drilling with them, just learning how not to get taken down. Um, I wasn't going to become, you know, in six weeks, I wasn't going to become competent at doing yeah. takedowns yeah. myself. But you can learn how to get your hips back. Yeah. You can learn how, yeah. And that was the key because I knew in a, in a in a striking fight, you know, I'm all over him. But if I get taken down, yeah. then you know, then it's an even. So it was about kind of stifling that. Then lo and behold, you know, the the, the opponent changes, so I had to start focusing on another thing, and then back to a southpaw. So while all of this was happening, for me, it was like, oh, you know, I'm focusing on all of these things. And then I just sort of said to myself, look, I don't care who I'm fighting. I don't care whether they're southpaw, orthodox, whether they're good at throws, whatever. It's too late now. I'm just going to focus on training, you know, what I'm I'm good at and and imposing my style of fighting on on them and not the other way around. What what are your strengths? Uh, So... Obviously, I've done karate for, you know, 20 or 25 years. Um, I spent a lot of time at high-level taekwondo. So I've got really good kicks, really good hip dexterity, really good flexibility. Um, and I spent a lot of time kickboxing and doing Muay Thai. So I've got good good boxing skills. So I know that, you know, controlling the distance is one of my major strengths. And that's how I impose my style of fighting on people. I don't let them get in close. I keep them away. But... When I want to, when I want to impose myself, I get in and I land my shots, and I'm very frustrating. You know, I hit and move, hit mm-hmm. and move, and I'm not there to be hit. And I kick in my fight. You can see with uh, Alberto, I was doing that thing where you move out of the clinch and you kick straight away, yeah. and just doing those sorts of things, just constant volume, kicking from different angles, attacking from different angles. Those are my kind of strengths. Were you, and, doing, were you doing that when you were doing uh, Muay Thai fights or kickboxing fights as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. So in those kind of style of fighting, uh, everyone's very square on as well. So mm. a lot of the time you can do turning back kicks and things. And yeah, really, the body's really, the, body the bigger target. The body's yeah. always over. Yeah. Karate's a bit more side on. You're side on, yeah, totally. But then because you're side on, you're open to the leg sweep. So the guy I was fighting was a traditional karate guy and he was kind of side on. Mm. And so I did this 360 and I was going to kick him in the head, but I saw that the leg was open. So I went for a nice calf yeah. kick takedown and it worked. Yeah, yeah, I saw um, that. Good. Yeah. So look, it was just, you know, people will leave themselves open depending on what where that what style of fight. You know, every every style of fighting has a weakness and a strength. And you just have to know 
where those are. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, the guy that I fought, like he's had three fights in karate combat. I watched his first one. And from the first to the second to the third, he's got a lot better, you know, and he was actually, he hit quite hard in that fight, but I hit him hard as, and I think in the first round I hit him with a straight right and I could see, you know, his leg wobble. And I knew from there that I just needed to get my hands on him and just hit him. And that was kind of, you know, the he got a couple of takedowns when I tried kicking because what was happening as well was he was a southpaw. So being a southpaw, he's open to the head kick from from the right hand side, and especially because he was ducking into it. Mm. And I was throwing, I was trying to throw that kick sort of to the to the neck chest area, hoping oh, to duck right. in. Okay, yeah. And and it just wasn't working. He was just taking it down. So then after that, I, no, I, I, I either went low or I either went high because you know I was going to the body in the hope that he would kind of duck in and I'd land a flush one on the well, neck. Don't give, don't give away all your secrets. Yeah, and I was, I was shouting. I was shouting through the computer. Uh, I was watching it with uh, Ben Candy. Uh, I was talking to yeah. the phone. I was shouting. We were shouting. I was shouting through the computer. I was like, "Stop throwing the body kick! Stop throwing the body kick!" Because he was grabbing it. Yeah. And and, so and I, look, I just thought it was because you heard me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I could, I, you know, it yeah. definitely was, uh, definitely was. But, you yeah. know, so uh, they, you know, they said to us, the way that these shows work, and it was the same with, with Glory as well, is you have a rules meeting and they tell you what to expect, what the judges are looking for and that sort of thing. Oh, that's true, yeah. And, look, they said that, look, the takedowns are only effective if there's an effective strike afterwards. It's yeah, no use just taking someone, yeah. And so a lot of the work that we were doing previously was if if I was in a position to get taken down, wrap up the arms and stifle it or turn it, you know, alligator roll kind of thing. Yeah. And then obviously, yes, if they are if they are standing up, then just get that, get your hips up and kind of kick them away. Yeah. And so I got taken down a couple of times, but there were no effective strikes. So making sure that yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not actually yeah. hitting you after the take. It, yeah, it's not like a purpose. It's not a fruitful thing. But then I listened back to the commentary and they, you know, so there's a disconnect between what the commentators are watching and what the uh, what the judges are watching. And sometimes I think if you're watching it from home, you can get swayed by what the commentators are saying, but they're not necessarily, you know, yeah. as in tune well, as the judges. They're not are. referees. Well, they're, so it's, it's kind of like in, in everything else in UFC and like where they, they, they might call something, but it's not... Um, yeah, they didn't go to the rules meeting. Yeah, they didn't yeah. go to the rules meeting. Well, yeah, exactly. They they conspicuously absent. But no, yeah. so um, what I really liked about karate combat was that, and they have this this mechanism where if if at the end of three rounds, the majority of judges agree that they want to see a fourth round, they tick a box, yeah. and then you go oh, into a fourth yeah. round. So it doesn't have to be like the, the stars align where you, it's a draw. Or, it doesn't or have to be a flat. Yeah, the judges can just say, "Oh, I want more," so they tick a box and you get a fourth round. Oh, right. I actually and, didn't know. I I didn't know that. I I just thought of it was even points. You know, whatever, like 30-30-30 or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think I think if there's three, I think there's three judges, and I think if two of them say that they want a fourth round, then it goes to a fourth round. That's good. Um, which you know, I I spent a lot of time working on my my fitness, and literally in the uh, April the kickboxing fight that I'd had, that was a five by three minute round um, kickboxing um, fight. Perfect. So I've just come from this like five, five, three minute rounds. Of, I was very fit. And I, up at the end of the third, when they said it might be going to a fourth, I looked over and I saw my opponent was gassed out. Yeah, and I just, that's looked, when I was like, yep, yeah, all right, here we go. Yeah, you know, I, I, I reckon you looked better in the yeah. fourth round than yeah. It's, it's always, in my AKF days, yeah. In my AKF days, right, I used to 
me and my dad used to have this joke where like it would happen all the time in, in South Australia and, and often, you know, in, in, um, at the national level as well, is I'd either lose my first round or I'd go on to win the whole thing, you know, like I, I'd have this kind of, or I'd get to the final, you know, like I'd, I'd have this thing where I, I was terrible in the first fight, yeah. sloppy, I, you know, didn't know my distance, I was sluggish, but once I'd had one fight, yeah, and the momentum was going. Mm. You know, I just felt really good, and so this is what this fight was like. You know, it's just like a little microcosm of that, where the first round I was slow. I was the distance wasn't quite right. Mm. Went back to the corner, and I was like, right, yeah, here we go. You know, and then I started to feel good, and then by the fourth round, you know, everything was just working, and I had oh, another I, five I that's rounds. Why they call you? Uh, in this the package because oh, you're 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 thinking as well as fighting, right? That's it. That's it. You have to you have to be able to think and you have to be able to, you know, there's times for thinking and there's times for doing, but good you know, looks, good fit body, good fighter. And I don't uh, know what my fiance would say. But, uh, <laughs> I heard, I heard so you don't want to know why your fiance hits your package. I did, I did see <laughs> your Instagram uh, with fiance taking taking uh, 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 what do you call it? A cutout. Cardboard, cutout. Cardboard. Yeah, of you around everywhere. Pause with me for one second, all right? Let's all right. Let's go. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Have you seen it? it? No, no. What's uh, it? Uh, there it is. Oh, that's the, that's the cardboard cutout. That's it. She took it around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not. You can't see it, can you? No, no. It flipped up for a bit, but it's a camera. Yes. It's. There we go. There you go. There you go. Huh? Oh. Is this good looking? <laughs> is, this, is that Photoshop? You look ripped. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Look, yeah, is it my I body in your face? <laughs> I made them add an extra couple of uh, abs in there. So. No, like 20 abs there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so she had a hen's night on the weekend, so she took that out with her everywhere. So. Nice one. Fun. Well, ha- nice how one. did you get the name, the package? Is it... Uh, uh, or... uh, no, so a, a friend of mine, a, a guy who I trained with, um, uh, he just started calling me the package one day because, uh, you know, I have a PhD um, and, you know, I, I don't know, I was just doing a lot of things that I think, have, you know, were unfamiliar to a lot of people and people were like, where do you get the time to do all of that? And So, yeah, just that's how it came about. It's got nothing to do with uh, underwear size or does it? Maybe it I, does. Actually, I don't know. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought it was because you did um, – originally I thought it was uh, – because you did so many different styles, you know, coming. Well, that through. I think that's it. So, yeah. So, so you know, I, I'm a black belt in karate and Shotokan karate. I'm a third down, I'm a third down black belt in taekwondo as well. Um, you know, I've got a, a doctorate. I play piano. Like all these, all these things that you know, are sort of foreign to people. And so, I'm just making everybody feel bad about themselves. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry. Man. Back to back to your taekwondo with your your third down there. Uh, yep. Do you think taekwondo will evolve into something like karate combat? Do you reckon they'll have a, a taekwondo? I I genuinely think so because um, I mean we were talking about this off air before, but the way that taekwondo has morphed over the last sort of fifteen years mm. away from a spectator friendly sport, like it was at the pinnacle in sort of two thousand and eight Beijing Olympics. If anyone wants to see what Taekwondo is about, go watch the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Mm-hmm. Don't watch what you see now in in in, in the Olympics. It's just it, it, they've moved away from judges actually scoring and it being a kind of meritocracy of who's a better fighter. 
to now who's taller, who's got better hip dexterity, who's more flexible, you know, that sort of thing. And I think people are starting to get frustrated by it a little bit, to be honest. I mean, I definitely, that's what I, that's the reason why I fell out of love with the sport was because it completely, uh, it was not fighting to me anymore. Um, and I think honestly, the next, the next logical answer for Taekwondo is a full contact Taekwondo competition. Well, ta- ta- taekwondo was used to be, when I, when I grew up as a kid, Taekwondo was a full contact. Yeah. You, had, yeah. You, you had the headgear on, but you could, if you knocked them out, you won. Um, that was it. And yeah. Then- and I mean, those rules still apply, but, and when I started Taekwondo, you did see knockouts. Now you don't see knockouts. No one gets knocked out anymore because they, they, they just don't hit hard enough because there's no value in kicking hard. Now it's all about it's the, the, foots, the senses at the bottom of your foot, you know, and yeah. doing these kind of cut kicks because that is more likely to score than kicking as hard as you can and potentially kicking someone in the elbow, breaking your foot. And when you I started attack one day, every, yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah. Hard. So, so do you think it doesn't matter? Do you think we, we will see some guys with a taekwondo background come into karate combat as well? Well, yeah, I mean, so there's a guy called Damien Villa who is in the bantamweight division, I think. I think he's 58 or maybe 63, I'm not sure. Um, he's got a taekwondo background and you can see that. Yeah. Um, and he, he fought on, I think, maybe episode three of season four. Uh, he fought, who did he fight? Gabriel Stankunas, who's a Brazilian uh, guy. And you can see that Damien was comfortable kicking but same sort of thing you know they get in close and because taekwondo you don't do a lot of punching mm. when people start punching you in the face because it's not you know it's banned in taekwondo in, in wtf you see that kind of discomfort and then mm. trying to pull their head away and trying to avoid it so i think if damien works on that he'll be he's definitely got the kicks but also there's a guy called raymond daniels who fought recently on there as well he's yeah. he's been around the world um, he was on Bellator, um, Glory even too. I think he fought Bazooka Joe and Glory. Um, he's got great, great Taekwondo style kicks, but I don't actually know if he's a traditional Taekwondo guy. But yeah, in answer to your question, I do expect that guys from my generation of Taekwondo will probably come through. Mm. I'm and, not so sure about the newer generation, to be honest. And um, just... With the Taekwondo, like we were talking a bit, I think it was off air about um, using uh, techniques, you know, that are unusual, I guess, to that style. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously when you've got a couple of different styles, uh, say like in, in Muay Thai, they don't have the hook kick. So they're kind of, you know, they're used to seeing that. Um, like you were talking about, the distance is different. Um, I guess what from the, the styles that you've done, what technique, um, say from each style, do you find that you can kind of use uh, as, a, as a you know secret technique, as a as a trick technique, or something that? Well, is there is there anything that you'll, you'll say the spinning the spinning back kick a bit more against in in Muay Thai because they're more flat on? Yeah, so I mean, the one thing that I've taken from karate, the main thing is that kind of gyakazuki mm. anticipation, reverse punch timing. You know, as they come in, bang, hit them. And you can turn it into an overhand, add a body shot onto it. You know, you could turn it into an elbow if you're in Muay Thai. But that kind of anticipation style that timing, timing yeah. is is crucial. Mm. But that said, in karate combat, most people come from that background. So, you know, yeah. everyone's 
you know, there's no real advantage in it. Or maybe, maybe there is. In Taekwondo, the, the main things that I've taken are uh, just the hip dexterity, the turning back kicks, turning sp- like spinning kicks to the head. Mm. Um, and the, the timing on those kicks is exactly the same as the timing on the Gyakuzuki. It's as soon as you see them move, bang, you know, and they're already committed to their shot, so they get hit. I've found that that works so well in Muay Thai and kickboxing because, one, it's an unfamiliar technique, and the only people that do it or people that try to do it Te- like honestly just terrible <laughs> you know <laughs> unless they've done taekwondo before yeah you know the guys will try and do it just the timing's they, just not. it's the timing's not there the technique's not there it just looks poor you know and they do yeah so i, I guess like i said there's benefits and and techniques that score in different mm. scenarios but then that said you know kickboxing muay thai those knees to the head the timing on the knees is is like massive so mm. i can imagine like we were saying off air you know the knees has the knees has taken out that ability for people to shoot now people yeah. are going to be wary Jeez. about potentially you really gotta, so it's a massive risk yeah. it's a massive risk to shoot yeah um, and all you got to do is throw one early on and no one's going to shoot on you after that because that's right, that yeah. mindset changes so so now that there's the knees been put in um, are we going to see you uh, trying to trying to get another karate combat yeah, fight well, have it, soon? When is your next karate combat fight? What's what's the deal? With well, that? so so what happened with karate combat was that I had a bunch of other fights lined up for the rest of this year, and so I said to them, "Look, like I I really want to fight in karate combat, but I've agreed to these other fights, and I have every intention of honouring those fights." And so we worked out this kind of pre-fight deal where if I I'd have this kind of pre uh, contract fight if i won that fight then we'd discuss future fights but that wouldn't happen until kind of next year so i know that karate combat are particularly interested and i'm interested in fighting on there but like i said i i had other fights signed up i'm getting married in november as well so i said to them look i've got i've got stuff on for this yeah. year and i have no intention of agreeing to any fights after you know after november so yeah so in answer to your question next year i'm really hoping to to get back on there and yes i will be throwing knees i'll be throwing jumping knees spinning jumping knees um spinning jumping axe kicks i don't know we'll, we'll... Right. look forward to it well, we'll, well what we'll do is we'll do a, a preview to your fight and then we'll do a review as well with you if, if all right that'd be great yeah yeah that'd be really good we can sit down i'll and tell you to tell you what i'm expecting you yeah. yeah, give us a yeah. second round knockout predictions, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You won't, you won't give too much away to your opponent, but and who knows, no, no. by then we might be we might be like fully sponsored. Yeah, hopefully, we might be like Joe Rogan. Oh, hopefully look, have uh, something going on. <laughs> who knows? It's a while away, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this keeps kicking on. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah but it's been it's been oh, absolutely so. fantastic uh, getting some perspective. Um, from from an athlete that's fought in there and, and catch up with you anyway, Maddie. Well, Maddie, um, where do we find you, mate? Are you on Instagram? Obviously. Yep. So you can you can find me on Instagram at Maddie Steves, M A T Y S T E V Z or Z. Um, that's pretty much my main channel for um, promotion and things like that. And listen, guys, really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you both. Great seeing you again, Leon. It's been Oh, how long? Probably over 10 years okay, since, coming, since yeah. we've seen each other, yeah. Um, good to see oh, you doing well. Shane, Shane. Leon, Leon looks the same, mate, 10 years ago. <laughs> like, Don't say that. 
Yeah. No, so yeah, honestly it's 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 really a pleasure to chat with you guys and it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be the the inaugural guest. It's an honor to be the I feel bad being the first um Australian to fight on karate combat when you've got guys like yourself, Leon, and guys like Sonari, but you know, that's the way that the the rubber the green sometimes and I'm just glad I won, you know. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh I, I think you did you did Australia proud. I mean, obviously when you're when you're going to fight, um, you know, you're fighting for yourself first. Uh, but you know You're carrying a lot of weight on your uh, shoulders and, and look you know, I have watching and um you know you did us proud. So I really appreciate it. Look, I, like I said, you know, I wouldn't have got to karate combat if it wasn't for my time in the AKF competing against and losing ultimately to guys like you, Leon. And, um, you know, but I had to go and explore and find different martial arts and try and add different strengths to my bow. And eventually, you know, it all ended up with me and Karate Combat. And I still have fond memories of the AKF and I have a lot of friends there, like I chat with you privately as well, Leon, and heaps of the um, the old Melbourne boys like Ben Candy and Sergi and um, chat with Scenari all the time as well. So, you know, look, I've still got, heaps of friends and contacts in the AKF and that were all, you know, genuinely supportive and it's, it, it feels good to be, you know, still connected to the community and to ultimately win and feel like I did you guys proud, you know, that's, you, that's you, the kick. You did great. Yeah, so awesome, man. Best of luck with your, um, your, your two fights uh, later this year. For the wedding. Um, first, and, yeah. um, well, I've had, so I, I, I have had, what well, I actually had three had three fights in one night. I had an eight man eight man tournament oh, right. uh, yeah, that yeah. was kickboxing in Melbourne in August. Um, and yeah, I'm meant to fight in a couple of weeks again in Melbourne for a world title. Um, so and then I'm getting world married title. a few weeks after that. So, yeah, so okay. What's bigger, the world so, title or the yeah. wedding? Ooh. Well, well, I, yeah. Ooh. So my missus is um, in the kitchen, so. I'll have to say the wedding. You'll get more big. She told me I wasn't allowed. To, she she made a firm rule that I wasn't allowed to fight within four weeks of the wedding because I wasn't allowed to have a black eye or an injury. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's sensible. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully um, we keep in touch and hopefully, like Shane said, we can get an interview uh, pre and post uh, your fight next year uh, for Karate Combat. That'd be yeah. Interesting. Totally, mate. I'm, I'm here anytime you want to chat. Happy to join you. Happy to promote and share as much as possible. I think it's a good thing that you guys are doing. So, thanks a lot. Um, do you want to wrap up the, what we are on the socials? Yeah, we are. We are on uh, Instagram. Is probably the the biggest one um, as well. We've got a YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, um, the Karate Combat Show, the Karate Combat Show. That's it. Because it is the Karate Combat Show. Because there's no other Karate Combat Show. Yeah. Cool. All right, sweet, Matty. I'll just, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. See you, mate. See you, mate. So you just stay there, Matty? Yep. How do I do?